Welcome to Feel, Pray, Love, a podcast devoted to bravely looking beneath the surface of ourselves and the world around us. This is a place where emotions are valued messengers, where life never happens on accident, and where every single part of you is welcomed. Thank you for being exactly who you are and for showing up here today. My name is Nikki Sunshine, your host. Take my hand. And together, we will rise in love. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Feel, Pray, Love. (laughs) This show has become like an audio diary for the musings and downloads of my life and my soul's journey and my healing path and I thank you so much for being here today. I'm really excited to share that um, I have some really deep interviews coming. I feel really excited about that. It's been a while since I felt really called to do interviews and um, my guidance was really clear earlier this week on a few people I'm to interview so um, I just need to do the the worldly thing and go get myself a new mic and um, and bring these interviews into the earth realm but um, I feel really excited for the expansion of the show you guys so I just want to share that um, however today's episode is me just me here um and i'm i'm so (laughs) like juiced up about this episode when i sat down to record i really had no idea what the fuck was about to come out um i just got the message like put the mic on it's time to record and so i did that and what came through was so profound and yeah to be perfectly like honest and vulnerable, it's something I wouldn't have recorded if I thought about it because like there's a little one in me that still feels like, uh, to share my journey in this way, like, wow, look at this life I have. There's, there's a block there. There's something in me that's like a, it's like a fear of being seen yeah, I guess it's mainly a fear of being seen and also a desire to be humble. Those are the two things coming up. But anyway, this week I share with you my most profound journey of 2020, which was basically how I arrived to Bali in a state of contraction and fear around money specifically But soon later, I learned that my relationship to money is a direct reflection of my relationship to life. But at the time, it felt like money. And that was the way I've been with money my whole life. Always fearful, always constricted, always restricting myself. I want something. I want want this expensive um, plate on the menu. I want this expensive piece of clothing. I want to join this course or hire this coach and telling myself no. You cannot have what you desire, Nikki. Nope, you can't have it. There's not enough. You can't afford it. That's always how I've lived. And that's how I was when I arrived to Bali. And one humbling day, I'll tell you the full story in in this episode, so I won't go into it. But one humbling day, that all changed. And uh, God told me to stop working and to close my business until further notice, which was like, the scariest thing I could have ever imagined doing. I took the leap of faith and I followed his guidance. And what came from the following five to six months is absolutely profound. Um, I've never felt like this in my whole life. And so in this episode, I will share with you the story and 
the profound realizations that I hope will be of service to you on your own journey. And moreover, I will share how this journey and this experience is directly related to my ability to attract conscious, masculine, present men in my life and or people who embody that conscious divine masculine. And I say that because it's not always a man, including my current partner, who, as some of most of you know, is a woman. Um, so it all relates to attracting that person or man into your life. Um, and since this transformation has occurred within me, like before it was like, where are the masculine conscious men at, yo? Do they even exist? And now they keep showing up in my life um, in the form of mentors, friends, um, business partners, trusted confidants. Uh, and I'm sure if I wasn't in a relationship that I'm devoted to already, they'd be showing up in the form of romantic partners. Um, but it's like, oh, wow, they're everywhere. Like now I'm like, what? They're literally everywhere. I'm surrounded by them. And so this is that story. And I hope what I share with you in this episode serves you, you beautiful human, on your growth journey, on your healing journey, and your heart's deepest yearning of wanting to open up and allow God and life to penetrate you with endless gifts of joy, of abundance, of love, of pleasure. So get cozy and enjoy this week's episode. So today, I'd like to talk about the root of anxiousness and worry and misalignment. And as we do on this show, we're going to sort of break it down and go a little bit deeper under the surface of anxiousness, worry, and misalignment and do our best to contemplate and connect to the root cause of these experiences. So, I see in the world a common theme amongst many people, and it's this experience of anxiousness, of worrying, of being trapped in the mind and Worrying about this or that, worrying how you're going to make it all work, worrying how everything's going to be okay, feeling anxious, feeling unsettled. And these feelings generally look like a misalignment where, so when I'm in this state of worry, of anxiousness, I don't feel aligned with my true self. I don't feel fully grounded. I kind of feel all over the place and scattered. So recently, just within the last few months, I had a profound realization around this experience. So let me begin by just sharing a little story with you about my own experience. I realized recently that I am always, have always been really anxious about money. And the way this showed up in my world was constantly in my mind, wondering about money, thinking about money, calculating how much do I have to spend? How much will I allow myself to spend based on how much I've brought in? Always trying to come up with new creative ways to make money. Maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do that. Maybe I can do this in sort of an anxious way, in a worry sort of way. There's this, always this energy of worry around money. And how this anxious, worried energy manifested in my body was a feeling of constriction, of tense tightness. It's so interesting. I can feel it in this moment just as I speak about it, this like tension in my heart, 
I have this really clear memory when I first came to Bali. I went out to dinner with some friends and we went and got sushi. And these two women were speaking about their own relationship with their bodies and food. And they were talking about <clears throat> how sometimes they wouldn't order what they really wanted because of the ingredients in the, in the dish. And so they'd order something that they felt was healthier. And I was listening to their conversation and all of a sudden it hit me. Wow, I do the same thing because of money. I do the same thing because of the cost of the item on the menu. So maybe I really want to order one thing, but I'll deny myself the pleasure of having what I want and order something that's cheaper. And at this particular dinner, I had just done that. I had just ordered a sushi roll that I didn't really want because it was 20,000 rupee cheaper than the sushi roll I really did want. And for those of you that don't know, 20,000 Indian rupee, Indonesian rupee at this moment equals about $1, $1.25. And in that moment, I realized, holy shit, I have a problem. This is an issue. I am living in a space of constriction and fear around money and it's causing me to restrict myself from what I want. It's causing me to say no to my desires. It's causing me to close and tense up in my body. Unconsciously, I'm living in this tense, tight state. And so that realization almost a year ago when I first came to Bali led me on the most profound journey to diving in deeper into this experience and saying, okay, what do I feel? Okay, I feel this constriction. I feel this tension. What is the energetic of that feeling? It's closed. It's, it's not trusting. It's um, rigid, rigidness. And how can I learn to soften my edges and open up my body and my heart? Because what I found is that if I'm closed, right, closing myself is a manifestation of me not trusting, specifically as a woman, me not trusting the divine masculine, which is God, the universe, source, whatever word resonates for you. <clears throat> I've recently reclaimed the word God and it feels really right. So that is the word I will use. But the way in which I don't trust life to take care of me is a reflection of the way I don't trust God, which is who is a, ref who is a manifestation of the divine masculine force of life. And so the way in which I don't trust the divine masculine becomes reflected in the way in which I don't trust my partner or my future partner or my potential partner. So I realize that, wow, the way in which I am constricted and fearful and worrisome about money is directly related to the way in which I continue to attract men or partners in my life who are not an embodiment of that fully grounded, unwavering, masculine conscious force that my heart and my yoni is yearning for. And this realization was profound for me because I speak to women all the time through my practice who deep down crave that conscious masculine force to come into their life, to not put up with their bullshit and to penetrate their open heart with so much light that she has nothing else to do but fully surrender into the openness of love itself. And so what's stopping these women from attracting that man 
the answer is this closed-hearted nature, this rigidness, this need to control, this unwillingness to surrender. So I hope you're seeing the profound connection that I made at this time as I describe it to you in this moment. The way in which you don't trust yourself, the way in which you don't trust that life is here to hand you unlimited money, unlimited love, unlimited joy, unlimited connection, is directly connected to your ability to attract a partner who is grounded and unwavering in his depth of conscious presence. So often, what I find is that women who are in this, well, anyone to be clear. So let me just pause for a moment. I use the words women and and her and masculine and men and he a lot because it helps my brain understand the division of masculine and feminine energy. And it's the easiest way for me to take what I understand and put it into words. So if you follow me on Instagram, you see me often say to call him forth, she, him, her. And really what this is representing to me is the masculine, the, the, there's two people in relationship. One is primarily playing the masculine role and one is primarily playing the feminine role. And that's who I'm describing. Now, I realize that these roles can take very different forms. You can have a, a, a person in a masculine body play the feminine role and a person in the feminine body play the, the masculine role. You can have a person in a feminine body play the feminine role, and you can have a person in a feminine body play the masculine role, like I do in my current partnership with a woman that I've been in for six months, um, which you've read all about if you're following me on the gram. So I want to just make a statement of clarity that these roles can take all sorts of different shapes, and I am very aware and accepting of and loving of all different types of relationship, bisexual, uh, transgendered, non-binary, uh, gay, uh, straight, you know, anything in between, it's all welcome here. And, and I can say that as someone who's involved in a gay relationship right now, um, and yet these words help me to have ease of transmission. So I'm going to continue to use the words he, she, man, woman, masculine, feminine, as long as they serve me. Um, and I trust that my language will evolve as it feels right if it needs to. So all of that being said. Hmm. Her ability to open up in full surrender and trust to him will actually bring forth his presence in relationship. Now, how does that apply to life? Your ability to open up and surrender to life's force will allow the gifts of life to move through you. So, in my experience, when I was rigid and controlling, so controlling around money, not allowing myself to have the sushi roll I really wanted because it was an extra dollar twenty-five on the menu, right? I was restrictive with money. I was controlling. I was anxious about it. My body became tense and tight around money. I believed stories that weren't true, such as I can't afford that. I would tell myself I can't afford things when the reality is that I can't. But my view was so closed 
that I would convince myself I couldn't because I can't spend that much money because then I won't be safe. Okay, so safety is the root of all of that, and we'll get to that in a little while here. But when I was so constricted and tense and tight and controlling and closed around money, I always, it seemed I always barely had enough. I could always just pay my bills. I could always just afford what I needed. And I was still always in a space of feeling like I didn't have enough. Whew, I just skated by there. Now, the moment I paid what I needed to pay, be it my bills or for groceries or whatever, I would immediately start thinking, going into my head, out of my body and thinking about how can I make more money? Okay, I need to start a program. Maybe I get a part-time job. Maybe I do this, and thinking, thinking, thinking. And eventually that overthinking would lead to various actions that weren't rooted from my heart. And I, I felt like I was always doing things. Like the way I describe it is it felt like I had a million post-its of ideas around me. And I would maybe take action on 20 of those million post-its. And out of those 20, maybe one of those post-its would actually come into fruition here on the earth plane. But because my energy was so scattered behind it, it would never come through with full force. Okay. So, then something happened in June of 2020 where... I was at a waterfall one day and I was in meditation and then I found myself, my mind just wandering, thinking about the thing. I'm always thinking about money and how I can make more of it. What can I do? And oh, maybe I can make a course. Maybe I can have a retreat, this or that. And all of a sudden I noticed myself in the space of such beauty, this beautiful waterfall. I was there all by myself. The river was flowing. And here I was, trapped in my mind, in the imprisonment of my own making. And I said, oh my gosh, I just had one of those moments where you realize your own bullshit. You know those moments where you like become really aware of your own bullshit? I was like, holy shit, I can't believe it. Here I am at this beautiful place in nature could be singing, dancing, praying, meditating. And what am I doing? I'm fucking thinking about how to make money. And so I just fell on my knees into these waters of this beautiful river. And I prayed to God and I said, please show me the way. How do I end this? I'm so tired of this trap, this prison that I've created for myself. And God answered. And you know what God said? (laughs) God said, Nikki, I want you to get off social media. Huh? Said, okay, that's not really what I was expecting. But but God, if I I get off social media, how am I going to run my business? And God said, exactly. So that was the day that I decided to get off social media. And if you followed me on Instagram, you were you were there for my hardcore three or four month hiatus. And then I, I kind of came back on in little bits for a month or two. And it's only recently that I've come back on in full force. And so altogether, there was about six months of a hiatus from being on social media fully. And... Um, This was a moment where I had two options, right? So let me lay this out for you. God, the divine masculine, said to me, trust me, this is what you're going to do. You're going to stop working. One version of me could have tensed up my body, tightened up, 
closed my heart and said, are you crazy? I can't stop working. How am I going to pay for my cost of living? How am I going to pay my bills? No, I won't do that. Right? I could have responded with mistrust, control, contraction, and, and basically ignored the loving command of the only divine masculine force in my life at that time, which was God. Now, the other option was to feel my fear, to feel my fucking fear, because you guys, that was the scariest thing God could have said to me at that point. Stop working. Working and overworking and doing was the way that I allowed this rigid, fearful part of me to stay alive. So not only was it scary because it felt like the biggest free fall and leap of faith I've ever taken, it also threatened my ego and a big part of my identity as someone who works hard and, and gets by. A little background on me. I started my first business when I was 12 years old. I ran that business for two years, and then when I was 14 years old, I got my first job. And I remained in the workforce, working full-time or overtime my whole life until I was 23 years old, when I then again started another business. And I've been running various businesses now since I was 23. I'm 28, so it's been five years. And I've never stopped working in my whole life since I was 12. So the idea of not working was absolutely terrifying because it required me to free fall into the dark, mysterious waters of the unknown. But on that day, back in June, as I lay teary-eyed in this riverbank, listening to the sounds of the water falling, falling from the top of this waterfall to the bottom, something in me knew that this was my chance this was the opportunity God lay before me to finally figure this thing out. And I could take it or I could leave it. Now, later in this transmission, I'm going to share with you something that I didn't realize or know about back then that I know now. And had I known this then, back on that watery day in June, it would have made this next part of my journey much easier. However, I'm kind of one of those people that has, has just learned to fucking tape the leap while I'm in the midst of so much fear, while my, my body and mind are freaking out, and just do it anyway. That's how I left my hometown when I was 21, moved across the country by myself. It's how I moved myself to the top of a mountain, and years later, isolated from the whole world. It's how I left the workforce for good and dove into the unknown waters of starting my own business. It's how I found myself here in Bali, moving across the planet with just a backpack by myself after a deeply painful heartbreak. And so it's just kind of how I've learned to do things is to take this terrifying leap. And I hope what I share with you today will provide you with something that can help you to take that leap in a way where it doesn't have to feel so fucking terrifying. <laughs> so I took that leap, folks, and the next... Five, six months became an incredible soul discovery journey 
And I was led up into the jungle of northern Bali, where I lived in a tent for a number of weeks by myself. From there, I was led to this small village nestled in between the mountains of Bali and this incredible place called the New Earth School, where I began an internship, and now I volunteer there. And I've lived in this beautiful, energetically potent part in northern Bali for about six months. And the amount of deep healing and reclamation that has happened through me over these last six months is incredible. And so what I found through my journey is that the moment I actually stopped controlling The moment I let go, literally not working for six months, you guys, over those six months, I attracted more money into my life than I can even describe to you. It's so incredible. Money has showed up in the most wild and unexpected places not just money, but forms of abundance, gifts, offerings. And I have never felt more secure than I do now. And it was just such a profound experience because it's like, how on earth did I spend 15 years of my life sweating, agonizing, worrying, controlling, trying to do everything I could to feel secure around money? And yet I never had enough. And then here I go for six months, totally releasing that, doing nothing for money. In fact, I spent more of my time and resources volunteering for a number of causes I really believe in. That means putting in time and energy for no money exchange I wasn't working. I spent more time in nature connecting to the earth than I've ever spent. I went out into the middle of the jungle and lived in a tree house for three days and brought no food and lived entirely off the land, harvested my own food, bathed in the river. (sighs) And then here I am sitting with more cash in my bank account than I've ever had. And feeling so deeply trusting and secure. Like there's there's not a single part of me online that has worried about money in a long time. I'm actually spending more than I've ever spent. I went out and bought myself nice clothes, clothes that cost 40, 50, 60, 100, 180, 200 dollars a piece which is something I've never done in my life. I've always shopped at thrift stores or gotten hand-me-downs. But I feel this deep sense of trust that, yeah, I am so taken care of. Like, I'm here, I'm on this planet. I've got the earth, my mother holding me in her womb. I've got God, my father guiding me, and I know I am taken care of. And so I'm open to receiving the bounty of endless gifts that are waiting to arrive in my sphere. And because I'm open to receiving them, instead of closed and constricted, they can actually arrive. So this is the story that led me to this profound series of realizations and has profoundly impacted the way I work with my clients. So what I realized is to to bring anything into my life, be it an abundance of money, of joy, a profound relationship, more connection, more laughter, more adventure, whatever I want to draw in, the trick, the secret to bringing that in 
is to being open to it. So literally opening my body, opening my heart, opening my yoni to receiving the bounty of pleasure, of joy, of abundance, of prosperity, of love, of relationships that I was born to receive, you were born to receive. Because let me remind you, we were all born whole. We were all born with limitless potential to magnetize anything. And the only reason any of us is not doing that is because we have acquired wounds from our own trauma, from our own experience, from trauma that's been passed down from lineages. And that trauma created beliefs and fears that live now in our bodies. And that is the only, and it creates this, this fracture. So we're not living in our naturally open, perfect, sacred, geometrical sheath of limitless possibilities that we innately are. But we're living in this slightly fractured, ruptured version of our true selves. And that has to do with the beliefs and the fears that we carry around in our bodies. So what I found is that the trick to to bringing anything into my life is opening and trusting and literally believing because I have so much unwavering trust that whatever it is I'm desiring is coming, that I really believe it. It's like, yeah, of course I have unlimited money. So of course, when I see this beautiful dress that makes me feel like a radiant queen that's made out of organic you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Organic, sustainable material. I'm going to buy that dress. $180? Okay, because I, I literally believe with every cell in my body that that money is coming back. Of course it is, because I am a beacon of unlimited possibilities. So that is the big secret. It's the same with the relationship you've been yearning to draw in. So let's go to the example of the woman who's craving that deeply conscious, present masculine force in her life. (sighs) When she is so open to life, softened, surrendered to the flow of God's penetration, the penetration of his light and his love. She not only becomes a beacon of joy and radiance, which is extremely attractive to that man you're drawing in, but she becomes an energetic magnet for him because a conscious man who wants to penetrate the feminine with his gifts will only be drawn to a woman or a person who is open to receiving those gifts. And when you're closed, contracted, fearful, controlling, by nature you are not embodying that openness that he needs to feel in order to come near you. So, the key is to open so entirely, so completely, and with such trust that the gifts of the masculine, be it in the form of that dream partnership your heart has been yearning for, be it in the form of unlimited abundance and joy that God wants to bring into your life. The key is to open, to soften, and to allow these gifts to penetrate every cell of your very being. Now, sounds so easy in theory, right? But why is this so hard 
for most people, particularly women. (laughs) You guys, this is so profound to me. When I realized this, I was like, oh my gosh, makes so much sense. The reason this is so hard for most women is because she does not feel safe in her body. She does not feel safe in this world. She does not feel safe to be, to express, to open, to let go. And that is why you can hear me talk about this and say, yes, of course, I want to open, I want to surrender. And yet, you'll find yourself falling into the same controlling, rigid, anxious patterns because you inherently, I'm sorry, inherently is not the right word. You do not feel safe in your body in this moment. Now, that feeling of unsafety is not your true nature, but what it is, is the reflection and the manifestation of a deep wound that lives in the root chakra in your womb, and that is the wound of separation. The wound of separation is the feeling that we are separate from all that is, that we are separate from nature, that we are separate from the earth, when in fact, we are not separate. Humans are nature. The idea that we are separate in any way is an absolute illusion. Now we live in a world that has created such a separation from the natural world that it makes sense that so many feel separate. Maybe you live in a high-rise apartment complex or in the city and, and it's so rare for you to get to really immerse yourself in the true, beautiful radiance of pure nature in the woods or in the jungle. And it's easy to forget that we are nature. Now, look at nature. Go into a jungle. Go into a forest and observe how nature grows, how nature exists. If you observe long enough, you'll notice that nature is entirely abundant and the plants and the trees of the forest grow in this beautiful harmonious way where they support each other and there's always enough and the papaya vine grows at the jackfruit tree and the jackfruit tree gets nutrients from the vine and the vine gets to access the sunlight because of the tree and there's this symbiotic harmony that exists in the rhythms of nature. And we innately as humans on the planet have that same symbiotic harmony within us, that same ease of abundance, that same radiance that you see in the blooming of a flower. So, We don't feel safe, and because many of us don't feel safe, we close, we tighten. And we don't feel safe because we inherently feel disconnected from our true nature. And so what I've realized is the work that I am obsessed with, which is working with women to open to open themselves and their bodies and their yonis and their hearts to everything the world has to offer begins with learning how 
to feel safe in their body, how to feel safe in this world. And once you feel safe and have a feeling of safety, now, well, let me finish this thought. Once you have a feeling of safety in your body, it becomes much easier to take that leap of faith, to take that plunge into the dark waters and the mysterious ripples of the unknown and to say, okay, God, I trust you. Let's do this thing. Hmm. It's a lot more difficult to take that leap of faith when you don't feel safe because when you don't feel safe, this is what's happening on a neuroscience level, our nervous systems are wired to protect us, right? So we have our parasympathetic nervous system and our nervous and our sympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is wired to engage us when we need to react to a threat outside of us. So it's this brilliantly designed part of our nervous system that is here to help us stay safe. Back when we, are, we were hunters and gatherers, humans way back when, you can imagine going out to gather or hunt and coming across, say, a mountain lion or an enemy tribe or a sudden storm or tornado that came out of nowhere. Each of these experiences were moments that were not safe, right? If you find yourself face-to-face with a saber-toothed tiger, you better be ready to respond in a way that will keep you safe. So our nervous system learned to respond in three main ways, fight, flight, or freeze. So when we are engaged in the fight, flight, or freeze response, Our body becomes more tense, even a little more rigid because it's ready to respond and do what it needs to do in order to stay alive. We typically go into our minds so that we can clearly lay out the next steps, right? We need to be thinking. We need to be sharp. Like, okay, here's a tiger. Okay, I'm going to run. Okay, I'm going to freeze. Okay, I'm going to fight back. We need to be able to lay out the next steps. And so we, we... We're not very open at that time. We're closed and we're coming up with a plan, okay? And this is the exact design of our sympathetic nervous system. We're not designed to be open and surrendered when we're in our sympathetic nervous system response. We're designed to be closed and controlling and to find the way out that is, has the highest likelihood that we will stay alive. Now, In nature, naturally, we as humans were designed to be in that sympathetic nervous system response mode for only about 5% of our living time on earth, okay? Only when we really didn't feel safe would we engage in the sympathetic nervous response. The rest of the time, we're designed to be in our parasympathetic nervous response, which is rest and digest, which is relaxed, softened, surrendered, ease. Ah. We are designed to be in that part of our nervous system response 95% of the time, okay? Now, fast forward to modern, modern world. There are so many things that our nervous system interprets as a threat to our safety because we are living so disconnected from nature. So a great example of this is like getting stuck in traffic. 
This is a time when our nervous system sees the outside world and detects it as a threat. And so most people go into their sympathetic nervous system response when they're stuck in traffic. Another example is when our partner does something that triggers us. That often triggers us into our sympathetic nervous system response, even though we're not actually unsafe, even though our life is probably not in actual danger. So, for simplicity's sake, I'm going to round out this neuroscience conversation. Maybe I'll go into it more deeply in a different episode. But the point I'm trying to make here is most of us are spending... 80 to 90% of our time in a sympathetic nervous response. So we are 80 to 90% of the time engaged in that sympathetic nervous response where we're tense, where we're closed, where we're calculating, where we're controlling because we don't feel safe. And our nervous system responds when we don't feel safe by engaging our sympathetic nervous system. So that is why you find yourself so tense, so rigid, so controlling, so afraid to let go because you're likely engaged in that sympathetic nervous response system far, far, far more than you were ever intended to. (sighs) So it all makes sense. Nothing is wrong with you. And how beautiful it is to have this information because there's a way forward. And the way forward is to address the safety wound. To go more deeply into the part of you that inherently doesn't feel safe. And to address this root separation, rupture. And this is what I've done over the last eight or nine months now. And this healing journey is what has allowed me to naturally open myself to, (laughs) it feels like everything I could have ever imagined or desired, you guys, more financial abundance and security to a relationship with a woman who holds so much depth of consciousness and presence with me and such a divine masculine force that I literally can surrender and open to God in a way that tears flow down my eyes. I've never felt this before. I've attracted myself to my dream home this beautiful, incredible little open Balinese home surrounded by nature and beauty. It's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's just the home I've had in my dreams is now where I live. I've drawn in this adorable little kitten and just a feeling of radiance I've always dreamed of living. And as I live this open, radiant, surrendered, trusting, embodied woman, I continue to attract relationships, not only my partnership, but other men in my life who have become dear friends and mentors that are literally embodying this divine, conscious, masculine man that I always knew in my heart existed, but I never could be seem to attract him into my world. It was like, the feeling I had was like, okay, where are all these conscious, masculine men? I could attract masculine men that weren't very conscious, and I could attract conscious men that were far more feminine, but I could never seem to find these masculine, deeply present, conscious men. And now I can say with absolute certainty that they fucking exist. (laughs) 
Oh, they fucking exist. So my loves. And to, to end that thought, all of this joy, this abundance, this, um, these relationships came into my life after I learned to fully embody that open, surrendered, soft woman. And I learned to embody her by first addressing my safety wound and doing the work in my root so that I could feel safe enough to then begin to do the work of opening, softening, surrendering. I'm basically telling you that it is pointless to try and address your control patterns and your rigidness and your fear and your closed, your closed heart if you don't first address and do the healing work of the part of you that feels unsafe. That's what I'm telling you in today's transmission. So I hope that's become really clear and I hope that this transmission was of service to you out there. And yeah, I, I wanna share that this is not the work I'm doing with women. And it's so incredibly powerful. So if you're feeling the call, if you're feeling the resonance, you can head over to my website, nikkisunshine.info slash store. You can read about two of my new offerings. One's an energetic clearing session and one is a somatic breakthrough. Both of these are extremely powerful, life-changing. I can, I will actually guarantee that. And um, yeah, I don't really feel the need to say a lot here or, or try and sell these um, these offerings because I feel so confident in the power of this work and I've watched it change the lives of so many women that I know if you're out there and you are feeling that resonant resonance that these were made for you and so you can learn more about them and book them right on my website and whether or not you choose to work with me I hope that this transmission has laid a path for you of clarity and direction for you to move forward in your own healing and opening journey. And I thank you so much for being here. Bless you. Okay, my loves, thank you so much for tuning in this week. I hope that that transmission was of service to you. If you're seeing parallels to your own story and your own journey and your own life and your own healing, I would love to hear about them. So if you feel so called, shoot me an email at hello, NikkiSunshine at gmail.com or send me an Instagram message. My handle is at heartwombhealing and share your story with me. Let me know how this episode spoke to you or impacted you. If you felt like this episode was the medicine, do me a favor and send this episode to three people who you think need to hear this today. Take a screenshot of your phone right now and throw that up on your Instagram or Facebook wall, your Instagram or Facebook stories, and let your people know what you be jamming to on your run, while you cook, while you drive. And of course, you're always welcome and encouraged to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Um, that helps me to spread the message. So your support is always deeply, deeply appreciated in the tender tendrils of my loving heart. And I thank you for showing up here today, not only to listen to this message, but for showing up for yourself and saying, okay, I'm worth it. My time is worth it. I'm going to give myself this time to listen to what serves me, to drop into deeper layers of truth about myself, about my healing. <sighs> yeah. And of course, if you feel called to do some deep healing work together 
you know where to find me. The link is in my show notes. Head on over to my website and check out my latest offerings, somatic breakthroughs and energetic clearing sessions. These are opportunities for you to get a taste of what true devotion to your absolute healing can feel like. So I look forward to meeting some of you. Thank you so much for saying yes to yourself today. And I will catch you in the next episode.